particular group that opted for trying out what it's like without Krishna. And uh, <laughs> this is our rehabilitation program in the material world. Well, I mean, we're allowed to operate without the apparent spiritual that everyone's aware of Krishna's constant existence and presence. But here people are not so much aware about the presence of God. It's not obvious. You have to find out from some religion, some spiritual teachers. <clears throat> so there's different uh, theories and different ideologies and theologies about the personality of God here or the existence of the Supreme Reality. If someone doesn't want to believe, I just read that, that in, uh, in France, I just don't know why they just took out France, that 40% of the people, there's an article on the Pope, so it said that he's facing this trouble that all over Europe, all over the world, <coughs> the places which were the strongholds of his uh, Roman Catholicism, are now uh, becoming sect sectarian. And uh, although there's a vast number of people that might normally say that they're Catholics, but only something like 8% actually perform Mass every week. And they can have this. So it's at 28% or 40%, I forget my look. <coughs> in, in France, have no religion. I don't know, they don't know, they don't know religion. They said, of course, France, they said, was particularly a tough place. They said, we gave up. But they didn't give England, but they gave America and other places. So, anyway, it's a tough world for spirituality. We're taking a lot of beating. So, and uh, people have that freedom of will, and they don't, get, they don't want to believe in a God or a God, they don't have to. So, Krishna comes down himself once in a period, millennium of Brahma, Brahma millennium, we go on Kalpa, the young Brahma. And every yuga, every, uh, every change of cycle in the time, he comes at least once in the form of an expansion, an avatar, incarnation of Godhead. And he's constantly sending his representatives as gurus, acharyas. So Krishna, in the beginning of the universe, Krishna, then he, he initiated the Brahma. If you like that thing, remember when I get to the record. Then from Brahma it went to Narada. And from Narada it went to the Asadeva. About Tangyasana. But the Vyasadeva is the one who wrote all the Vedas. All the eighteen Puranas, hundred and eight Upanishads, four Vedas, Mahabharata. It's all written by Vyasadeva. 
he's, he's an incarnation also, but he's also coming as a disciple in the line. Even Krishna, when he came to the earth and his pastime, he also accepted a guru called Sandhapani Muni because he teaches by his example. He was a perfect example of religious life for the most part. Sometimes he would do inconceivable things, but the general daily routine was like that. So from Vyasa day, then there's a whole other line of spiritual masters come, Madhva Acharya. And there's a, from Madhva, there's to put a, a squiggle. There's a, a squiggle, like, yeah, this like, yeah, it was like 25 gurus right now, right all down. But then he head up to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Is on our altar here. Yeah. Who is, uh, it was again Krishna, but he, Krishna came as a devotee. He came, the Krishna Prabhupada said in the Kali Yuga, in the age of Dwarpa uh, Yuga, when Krishna was here, he was the Supreme Personality God. He lifted mountains and he did all these miraculous things, went to the spiritual world with Arjuna, that Mahavishnu, and things that nobody can do. He brought back the dead sons of the Brahmana to life. He was publicly not hiding the fact that he was the supreme person, although generally he would act as a king in his, or a coward boy, depending on whether it was Vrindavan or Dwarka. But, so Prabhupada explained that in Krishna, he gave the lesson of Bhagavad Gita, Sarva Dharma, Paritya, surrender to me. I'll protect her, bring you back to me. Do you have other, other paths, other processes of religion, other responsibilities? Surrender to me, I'll protect you, I'll bring you back to me. But in spite of that, in spite of such a really clear directive, most of the followers of the Vedas, they don't surrender to Krishna for so many other things. So even Krishna says, directly gives this instruction of Bhagavad Gita. Still, people, they don't follow. So then uh, the idea was that uh, as Lord Chaitanya, he's, not, he's coming this time in the Kali Yuga, he doesn't, Lord doesn't come as uh, proclaimed avatar. He comes uh, in the covered way. So he came with the uh, idea that I'll show by my example. I'm coming as a devotee. Like a teacher can show up by telling everyone do this, do that. Now that's one way of teaching. But then another way is to take the chalk and write on the board and show this is how you do it. Two plus two equals four. And so on. That's a simple one. So we can give that practical example. So Lord Chaitanya came to give this practical example. Krishna says, surrender to me, I'll show them how to surrender to Krishna. So he didn't write any books, he says, Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, they're good enough. He'd already written the books previous yoga, why should he know? He already spoke to Bhagavad Gita. That's the wrong to Bhagavatam. He had to write, to tell people, follow those books. He's practically showing, he's reading them, he's studying them, he's living the teachings. 
So here you can see some of the ecstatic, here he's dancing in the Rathyatra. Vijayananda Prabhu is catching him. He showed so much loving ecstasy that people, they, they were just overwhelmed. They never saw anything. So his uh, method was to show people how much ecstasy there is in loving Krishna. Yeah. It's like you and Harinam today and we get a little drop. A drop of a drop. A molecule from the drop. Of the bliss. But even then the bodies they feel so nice. How many of you felt nice chanting Hare Krishna? Anybody? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare 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 showing the personification of pure love of Krishna. He was in the mood of Radharani. The amount of ecstasy and the amount of love that he was giving out was unlimited. This year now, 2005, is the 500th anniversary of Lord Chaitanya's taking initiation. From that point where he took initiation, then he publicly started to show all the ecstatic symptoms. Before that he was more reserved and he was uh, more as a pundit in his uh, dealings. He was the greatest pundit of his time. He was a Vaishnava pundit, but he was uh, not uh, extremely devotional in his uh, presentation. This standard devotional. But after initiation, then he completely changed. And he was chanting and dancing. So his idea is he wants to give people, he says that people should all get the mercy of Krishna. But normally it's quite hard to get the mercy of Krishna. You have to, for Krishna, to get his mercy when he was present, those souls who surrendered to him, who completely took his shelter, surrendered, they got love for Krishna. But how many of us, uh, how many people in the world are there who are ready to completely surrender to Krishna? In the Kali Yuga. <laughs> so Lord Chaitanya made it even easier, okay, that they just chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. they'll be delivered. And it's effective for everyone, but not only the, the Aryan Bratas, the Indians, but even people from other cultures. We just had a Ganga safari around India where I was traveling with about 160 devotees. They came from 40 countries. We had from Nigeria, from Ghana, from South Africa, we had from all over South America, about 10, 15 different countries there, all Eastern Europe, Western Europe, all the, all, all the countries that I could, except for maybe Luxembourg or something, I mean, more or less all the areas we had covered. And then Australia, New Zealand, Malaysia, Japan, China. We had a really good wide group of Americas, North America, Canada. 
And everybody was uh, chanting Hare Krishna, they're all blissful. It's like a uh, little United Nations of the spiritual world. So people were already impressed in India to see so many different countries, people chanting Hare Krishna. And we were going along the Ganges, going to Hrishikesh, Harvard, to Varanasi, Alamba, Chitrakut. And to the place where Lord Chaitanya took initiation in Gaya, to Patna and Bihar, to Kanai Nachala, where Lord Chaitanya saw Krishna, Krishna revealed himself to Lord Chaitanya. Nityananda's birthday, so many holy places. So we can see practically that uh, Krishna consciousness can be practiced for anybody. But of course, if people already have some faith in Krishna, then it's very easy for them. Even without faith, it works. Once I was in Hyderabad in South India, and uh, especially South Indians, they always come up with some amazing philosophical questions. One gentleman came, I, had a, I was just waiting for some of the boy to register on mailers. I was standing outside the post office. And this gentleman came up, every religion says you have to have the blind faith. You must simply follow their way. Isn't there any religion you can practice without any faith? <laughs> you know, when, when people have to think of Krishna, okay, Krishna, what's the answer for this one? We can get to the big database there. And then, uh, and then I really came to mind that well, Valmiki, he was, he, had, he couldn't even chant the name of Ram. He was so simple. So when Narada asked him to chant the name of Ram, he said, I can't chant anything holy. I'm a murderer, I'm an assassin, I'm a robber. So he can you chant, you know, kill, kill, kill in Sanskrit. So that I can do. I've been doing that all along. It's my <laughs> Killing, you know, robbing. So chant Mara, 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 which is Mara, you know, kill. So he's chanting Mara, Mara, Mara. Which when you add it all up, when you put it after the first Mara, 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 it becomes Rama, Rama, Rama. But then thinking in his mind, Kill, 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 kill. <laughs> but still, even when chanting the kill mantra, he got purified. So then I gave that example. So he did it, he was chanting without a specific, uh, even thinking about God. He thinking about killing. But somehow, by even accidentally chanting the name around, he got purified. Ah, oh, thank you very much. I think I worked out. <laughs> These are wonderful plays, people, so many nice questions. So that's uh, Lord Chaitanya, his mission to give to everybody, even people who normally don't have access to spiritual knowledge, give them that chance. Somehow or another, if they take prasadam, chant Hare Krishna, if they worship the deities. Do some, something connected, and they get so much blessing. So his principal followers were six Goswamis. Six Goswamis. Yeah. But he had so many, hundreds and thousands of disciples, but uh, amongst them prominent, and our six Goswamis are here on the altar to the right. You see the one, two, three, four, five, six of them. 
they, especially Rupa and Sanatana were the main ones, but the, all the six Goswamis, they helped to gather all the references from the different Puranas and Vedas and took the teachings of Lord Chaitanya and presented them with uh, the scriptural evidences. Then there's another squiggle coming down. So then there's so many other gurus that came. And then it came down to the Bhakti Dinan Thakur. Through Jagannath Das Babaji. And Bhakti Dinan Thakur, he, he, you can write the rest of it. He was, when he came, Vaishnava religion was not, and Bengal was like in a disaster case situation. So many of the Vaishnavas, of followers of Vaishnava were doing nonsense things. And, but he, he read the philosophy he heard from the authorized people, and then he realized that this philosophy is really the greatest thing. It's really the most elaborate, right on, simple, direct to the point explanation of who we are, what we're supposed to be doing, and what's the perfection we're supposed to achieve. So then he reactivated. Uh, At that time, so Lord Chaitanya, he didn't make any uh, temples. But the six Goswamis, they all made temples in Vrindavan. Radha Govinda, Radha Gopina, Radha Madan Mohan, Radha Ravana, Radha Damodara, they made temples. Lord Chaitanya, he didn't make temples. Lord Nityananda, his, uh, he did the Ramahatta preaching. Similarly, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he he didn't concentrate on uh, making temples. He made one small temple at the birthplace of Lord Chaitanya. But mainly he did was also congregational preaching to get people to practice Krishna consciousness from their home. Then uh, following him was uh, Lord Kishore Das Babaji. And then Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Shri Prabhupada to the West told him that you should go and preach in the Western country. 
So then Prabhupada, uh, he, he came here to the West and traveled around the, the world 14 times and made 108 temples. But he also instructed that we should do this, uh, encourage people to practice from their homes, to practice Krishna consciousness, that the temple should be an example. The problem uh, to, to teach people how they can practice in their own life. So this was the, the idea is that we have this parampara. This is like our family tree. The Prabhupada from Krishna, there's 34 gurus. Principal gurus mentioned. And there's many others. Supporting gurus that are always there. And the idea is that uh, we're trying to please what the previous acharyas or gurus uh, desire to do and trying to expand their mission. So we have to be loyal to uh, the, our spiritual master. There's always a temptation to, to change uh, things or to, to go to uh, and go out of the line, but in the Padma Purana it says there's like this four spiritual lines and one should be in one of the lines in order to get the full effect of the mantras. And once you get initiated and sheltered and the guidance from a particular line, if it's you're in a bona fide line, then uh, one should remain in that spiritual line. Try to serve the spiritual masters. That way they get their shelter. Especially if you're initiated and go outside the line. Then it's considered very offensive to the spiritual masters. So the goal of uh, Krishna consciousness is actually to disseminate this mercy of Krishna all over the planet to everyone and to support all the devotees in their spiritual practices so that people can get a good association. Prabhupada said once there's so many associations for business, for commerce, for sports, for what, you know, so many things, stamp collections, Motor car racing, cricket, they were respecting it. To get here, everything possible that could start what was on, not everything. We are experiencing the presence of Uche Krishna, Chaitanya. Then he said, I also will be present with you as the Archa Avatar, as installed deities, as the worshipable deities. So the deities that we worship. That's also a form of uh, the Lord's incarnation. So we come together in the temple, we chant Hare Krishna, we can also associate with Lord Chaitanya. See, but these unscrupulous people, they just, oh, you see, I'm the next other time. I said, he's going to come again, I'm the one. <laughs> I can tell you stories about that. But anyway, that's <laughs> the uh, 
So we can be here in Leicester, Birmingham, London, wherever. We can also directly get association from Lord Chaitanya. When we chant His holy name, Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda
So whether you will get all the way to the goal, that's, that's the question. You may not. There's no guarantee it because the other processes are too uh, slow acting. But chanting Hare Krishna is very quick acting. So you can be guaranteed they reach the goal in one lifetime. But that means the other processes are bona fide. They're all bona fide processes, but they are meant for another environment, another age. If you do this time, it will help, but it may not get you all the way there in one lifetime. They take many, many births. That's the difference. So we appreciate the different processes that we have. But uh, to for guarantee, for encouraging people that if they can chant the holy names, you'll be guaranteed to get the results. The ones Lord Chaitanya, we were, last night I was in the Middle East and they showed a drama about how there was a big struggle between the Vaishnavas and the Shivites in South India. The Shivite king made a plot to kill the Ramanuja unless he accepted Shiva as Supreme Person and then his secretary uh, Ramanuja rather put on Ramanuja's sannyasi clothes and went to see the king. The king tortured him when he didn't accept uh, Shiva as Supreme and took out his eyes. And later he was worshipping the Bhargav's deity in Kanchipura and he got back his eyesight. Even though his eyes were physically poked out. So they were telling me, so that there was a big number. Lord Chaitanya, when he went to South India, he went to the Shiva temples, he went to the Ganesh temples, he went to the Vishnu. But every temple he would chant Hare Krishna. And his mood was trying to unify, but under, if you discuss with him, he had the philosophy very clear. Krishna is supreme, but all these Nalaka Devas and Devi, they're all his Krishna's devotees. They're also worthy of respect. But they're not independent. So like this, we have a really wonderful tradition. Prabhupada, if we just hear his life, we could talk unlimitedly about how Srila Prabhupada struggled in his lifetime. There was some whole preparation how he had heart attacks in the ship on the way over, how he had a stroke when he was in New York, was paralyzed, but somehow he was still going on preaching Krishna consciousness, in spite of so many obstacles. And then finally, different things started to happen. Different temples in America, Canada opened and the devotees came to London and uh, George Harrison took an interest in them, John Lennon. Right over there, over there. Yeah. There's the screen. Uh-huh. So, TV? Yeah. 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 Try to do it without making a big commotion. <laughs> <laughs> but if anybody is asleep, then my mouth is okay. <laughs> I also need my, uh, my computer.
Well, when Chaitanya was traveling north, was who was the pastor? Jaya Lenin. So then, uh, then here they have the uh, Radha Krishna temple, and then they have the the Hare Krishna mantra, hit the parade, the hit number one in the hit parade. Hare Krishna arrives London. So here runs the big uh, turning point in the Krishna conscious movement. Started by Prabhupada to the Americas, and then. They came here and uh, became uh, another another level with the help of the Beatles. And then everybody heard about Hare Krishna pretty quick. When uh, John Lennon went to Montreal to give peace a chance, that time, because they already knew that the road is here, he called, he, I was the president of Montreal, he called me over with a group of Kirtan devotees to be in his. Uh, hotel room on the main street there in uh, Montreal. So when you hear your piece of chance, it's a devotee chanting Hare Krishna. It was me and a few other devotees chanting Hare Krishna with John Lennon. So people, Hare Krishna was, uh, and the youth movement at that time, it was very popular and people appreciated it. So that gave a big boost. People got to know about the Krishna consciousness. But initially there was so much struggle that Prabhupada had to do. Let it spread like anything. And uh, 108 temples in one year, in, one, in Prabhupada's presence. Then after every 10 years, it's been doubling, more or less. Like uh, after 1986 was the 500th anniversary of Lord Chaitanya. At that time, we had about 215 temples. And then, uh, 1996 was the Prabhupada's centennial. And by that time we had uh, 350. Now we have something like 500. But apart from temples, now it's because we, we try to, we have uh, a the concept that we want to have so many satsanga groups. Just like we have a center here in Leicester and Birmingham, but then around, around here, there was a number of cities mentioned where people apparently get together and chant Hare Krishna. Or within a city, like there's a small city outside Calcutta called Madhyamgram. And it's about 1.5 million people. Uh, mostly lower middle, middle class, economic, Indian standard economic. But they have, uh, in the past 10 years, started from five groups and they have now 75 groups. In one little, one little, nobody heard of Bandhya This is a very, nobody heard of small little place. It's halfway between Barasat and Calcutta. It's, really, it's not even on the map. <laughs> But they had 75 Ramadha groups there, 75 Bhakti Krishna groups. Because uh, the devotees, they just keep on, they, they, some devotees have dedicated themselves to after work hours, to getting together and to preaching. So I have a little presentation which I gave to the GBC body, showing about uh, what's happening, a quick overview report about our congregational development around the world and some of the instructions the Prabhupada gave about 
devotees who practice Krishna consciousness from their home, because I'm also the minister of congregational development. So I mainly, maybe I don't know what percentage, but say mainly, maybe more than half my time, I'm dealing with the congregational development issues in Iskand. Although I also have a lot to do with the temple development. Now we see that they're all, it's all connected. What's a temple without congregation? What's the sun without sunlight? <laughs> you need the both, you need otherwise. So we're trying to also make the temples as the places of pilgrimage for the devotees. We are also now doing a prison preaching for some of the professionals, doctors and other people who, uh, they can get the clearance from the local government. They can go into the prisons and do some programs. Even in Tihar jail, have you heard of Tihar jail in India? It's like the biggest jail in Delhi. They have a really big program for the for the prisoners, for the jail keepers, and for the police. <laughs> and the highly efficient, they gave a, they gave a really big letter and said that now all the prisons want to, to have such programs. And mostly when prisoners go out of jail, they go back to crime. So they're hoping that with some cultural programs, uh, some spiritual orientation, they'll be able to get uh, rectified. We also do in Malaysia programs at the drug rehabilitation centers. And uh, there, it's so those people, the addicts who go through our programs, 60 to 80 percent don't go back to drugs. Which for them is remarkable because normally it's 80 percent go back to drugs. It's the exact opposite, 80 percent go back. And very <coughs> few people actually get free. Because they're all their friends and associates, but by being uh, devotees, by associating with the devotees, then uh, they have a change along the orientation. They learn. I first did a program in Madras here for a hundred people. One of our devotees, one of our devotees from the congregation, is the is the doctor, government doctor for five jails. So she arranged to do a program, regular weekly Bhagavad Gita program. And the, the prisoners in the jail, they were chanting Hare Krishna with Madrangas and Karkals. But they said the jail keepers said not to dance. Because they thought that dancing would, would be immoral. So <laughs> they couldn't, uh, they had to educate them. And it's not, uh, the dancing we do, it's not uh, immoral. When I would say this, okay, you're serious, why don't you even dance? And uh, one person is a lifer, life sentence. But he chants 16 rounds, plays with their own. So there's all kinds of outreach programs we can do to hospitals, to, to prisons, to jails, to to our, just to our friends and neighbors. So we're trying to encourage that people should take up this missionary spirit. That's 
there's a, I did, there's a verse where Prabhupada, he said, the disciple of uh, and followers of Sanyasi Guru, who are Grihastas, they should also try to help to spread the, the Krishna conscious movement. And I know that you're doing Rathyatras here in Birmingham, they do Rathyatras, they're doing the preaching. And even there are not so many, like, I don't know if there are any temple devotees, I think everybody, maybe all, all congregational devotees here, but the programs are going on somehow. Well, there's very few temple devotees, any. And, uh, <coughs> so that's, you gotta put it lower than that. That's what, uh, you appreciate very much. This is that's the yajna for Kali Yuga. That we sacrifice a little bit of our time and energy to give Krishna to others. And if you, if you give one person Krishna, and that person gets back to Godhead, you get a free ticket. If you were a travel agent, buy one, get one free, right? <laughs> would be very interested in it. What to speak of. So I made a
No work should be done by any man except in relationship to Krishna. This is called Krishna Karma. One may be engaged in various activities, but one should not be attached to the result of his work. The result should be done only for him. For example, one may be engaged in business, but to transform that activity into Krishna consciousness, one has to do business for Krishna. If Krishna is the proprietor of the business, then Krishna should enjoy the profit of the businessman. business. If a businessman is in possession of thousands and thousands of dollars, and he, if he has to offer all this to Krishna, he can do it. This is work for Krishna. Instead of constructing a big building for his sense gratification, 
He can construct. A nice temple for Krishna. And he can install the deity of Krishna. And arrange for the deity's service. As is outlined in the authorized books of devotional service. This is all Krishna karma. One should not be attached to the result of his work. But the result should be offered to Krishna. And one should accept as prasadam the remnants of offerings to Krishna. If one constructs a very big building for Krishna and installs the deity of Krishna, one is not prohibited from living there. But it is understood that the proprietor of the building is Krishna. That is called Krishna consciousness. If, however, one is not able to construct a temple for Krishna, one can engage himself in cleansing the temple of Krishna. That is also Krishna karma. One can cultivate a garden. Anyone who has land, in India at least, any poor man has a certain amount of land, can utilize that for Krishna by growing flowers to offer him. One can sow Tulsi plants, because Tulsi leaves are very important, and Krishna has recommended this in Bhagavad Gita. Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam. Krishna desires that one offer him either a leaf or a flower or fruit or a little water and by such an offering he is satisfied. This leaf especially refers to the Tulsi. So one can sow Tulsi and pour water on the plant and thus even the poorest man can engage in the service of Krishna. These are some of the examples of how one can engage in working for Krishna. In summary, on this chapter, the universal form of Krishna, which is a temporary manifestation, and the form of time, which devours everything, and even the form of Vishnu, four-handed, have all been exhibited by Krishna. Thus, Krishna is the origin of all these manifestations. It is not that Krishna is a manifestation of the original Vishvarup or Vishnu. Krishna is the origin of all forms. There are hundreds and thousands of Vishnus, but for a devotee, no form of Krishna is important but the original form, two-handed Shamsunda. In the Brahma Samhita, it is stated that those who were attached to the Shamsunda form of Krishna in love and devotion can see him always within the heart and cannot see anything else. One should understand, therefore, that the purport of this 11th chapter is that the form of Krishna is essential and supreme. <coughs> Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports to the 11th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita in the matter of the universal form. Jai. Jai.
conscious uh, devotee program is uh, described in this verse my dear Arjuna he who engages in my pure devotional service free from the contaminations of fruitive activities and mental speculation who works for he who works for me who makes me the supreme goal of his life and who is friendly to every living being, he certainly comes to me. Here, in the purport, Prabhupada actually comments on each of these qualities. One is engaging in pure devotional service. Matkarma Kling. Devotional service means it's free from fruitive activities. Fruitive activities is where we're working for some material objective. Most religion is for punya, karma, or pious activities. We do some good works with the hope of getting some good material result for that. Just like, like in India, many of the stores and places they love, Suba love. Auspiciousness and profit. Subha and love. So mostly people, they're concerned with the, get rid of the obstacles in life and make a lot of profit. Here's the interesting thing, Prabhupada said, you can build a big house for Krishna, you can live in the house. But Krishna is the proprietor. So the, the devotee, he builds a house, he thinks, I'm building the house for Krishna. We have so many devotees that are working in the Middle East. Those people that work in the Middle East, generally they're not allowed to settle down there. They're expatriates. Like if people work in England, they tend to settle down in England, live in England, to make this their home, right? Probably most of you, England is your, UK is your home. <laughs> <laughs> 
But then there's not so much scope to say that you can't become a citizen very easily. Most places you can't come at all. Even your children are born there, they don't get their life. So people tend to send all the money back to build a house, normally in India. But some people migrate to UK or Canada or something. So now when they become devotees, because we have some Krishna conscious programs in the Middle East, then their idea changes. Now when I build a house, they want one floor of the house should be a temple. There should be a satsang area. Before they had a big garage, they had a big house, they had all the things, three-story house maybe. Temple with a small little closet somewhere. But by actually becoming Krishna and conscious, then there are no more garage, now it's a separate temple. Or no more, the, the, so the second floor becomes a temple. They changed the idea, now you can have a satsang, but we'll live on the top. bottom, whatever, we'll live somewhere, but we'll have an area which is a very nice area where we can gather many devotees together, an area, say, as big as this temple. Depending what kind of job they have, right? <laughs> then, uh, that's the idea, that we're, now we're building a, a house for Krishna, we're going to live there, but it's Krishna's house. We want to use it for Krishna, we'll practice our Krishna consciousness. We will help to spread Krishna consciousness to our neighbors, to our friends. We can, everything can be done, but a devotee of Krishna will do things for Krishna. The orientation is different. Today one uh, devotee was telling me how in the beginning that it went feeling so much eagerness to do devotional service. We're very selective about what service to do. I can't do this, I can't do that. But now, after some years, uh, this devotee likes to do all kinds of devotional service, even menial service. It's interesting because Krishna says here, Matkarma Krim, who does my service, does my work, Karma literally means work, or you can say also service. Krishna also had some work. Krishna's main work in the material world is that we get back to him and get out of the material world. We're here in the prison house. He doesn't want that we should stay here riding birth after birth after birth, going through the 8,400,000 species of life. Now we're human beings. If we don't make it while we're human beings, then we can go all the way back and start all over again to the cycle. And we want to work their way up again from amoebas all the way up to all the aquatics, the plants, then what comes next, the insects, the reptiles, the birds, animals, the 400,000 kinds of human beings. takes a long time. So in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, somebody is like very determined, I don't want to serve Krishna. I don't want nothing to do, I don't want to think about anything to do with God, anything to do with spiritual life. 
<laughs> and then we're going to turn one like that. And okay, Krishna fulfills what we want. So then it puts us up into some lower species where they won't have to worry about, they won't be thinking about uh, anything spiritual. They'll just be in the higher struggle for existence and they won't know anything else. Some insect or some animal or something. So many kinds of insects, it's amazing. I'm sure they don't have to worry much about existential reality. They see a light and they go flying into it. I have seen the light. So, Engaging in Krishna's work, we're going to say that how Krishna, he mentions that in the conditional life, when we're in the material world, we connect to him by our service. We're in the mood, I'm the servant of Krishna. So by serving him, we connect to him. We connect to him. And when we're liberated, when we're already in our spiritual relationship with Krishna, called Sarupa Siddhi, or the perfection of understanding our relationship. Then at that time, our relationship is what connects us to Krishna. Someone is a coward girl serving Krishna, or somebody is a parent of Krishna, or somebody is a friend of Krishna, or somebody is a servitor of Krishna, or someone's a peacock, or a survey cow, or something a plant of Vrindavan. According to our relationship with Krishna, that's the relationship is our connection. That's when we're liberated. Right now we don't remember our relationship with Krishna. But we can also connect by serving Him, by serving His devotee. But karma can and like just like when uh, in someone's house in a factory and in, in any kind of uh, enterprise, but there's so many works to be done. Just like at the end of a movie, they have all these credits. You think, you know, but this like goes on and on for about 20 minutes. So many kinds of people that are, beyond, I mean, there's so many kinds of people that are helping in that movie. Lighting, scene, makeup, dressing, management, so much. This is all. So many, even on a small movie, have so many people. Like that, in the Krishna temple, there are so many things that need to be done. There's the deity worship, which is called archana. Part of that is the cooking, the making the flower gardens. Like here, somebody made some nice flower arrangements. Someone made some nice uh, garlands. In India, you can sometimes buy the garlands ready-made. 
the north and UK, they have ready-made gardens. I would doubt it. And if they did, it must be extremely expensive. <laughs> because um, so here you be garland makers. Even of course in Mayapur, we make our garlands. You know, grow the flowers also. We have a lotus pond and lily pond. They go out in the morning with a boat and pick the lotuses and bring back uh, four or five hundred kilos of lotuses to make into garlands. Must be about twenty-five ladies and devotees and uh, other devotees making the garlands. On single day, sometimes one lotus garland will weigh about 25 pounds or something. <laughs> lotus is a heavy. <laughs> Others are not so heavy. Bakul flowers are very light, <laughs> very, very highly scented. Then there's, of course, the cleaning of the temple. There's when there's guests, serving the guests, welcoming the people. Today is a special love feast, so there's so many guests. Let's give the guests all a big welcome with the Hari Bol. Hari Bol! Hari Bol! Hari Bol! Hari Bol! serving Krishna, welcoming his guests. Then you have to feed them. So there's prasad cooking for the distribution, then there's prasad serving. Some of the devotees are serving prasad this afternoon and we're serving tonight. Then there's always a nectar service at the end, clean up. Sometimes that service you'll find less people to do. Eating facade is another service. <laughs> that one you don't find shortage too much. Some places. There was this uh, devotee, Jayananda Prabhu, very dear to Srila Prabhupada. And he had an amazing uh, service attitude. He was a qualified engineer, university graduate and everything, but sometimes he would do very simple services to please Krishna. And he had tremendous enthusiasm. He actually was uh, the devotee that preached to me first when I came to the temple. So for me he's like a, uh, we call it Pat uh, Pradarshaka Guru, Guru who shows the way. So he, we, we, have, we celebrate his appearance day and people tell his pastime. So one of the all the pastime, I was already in India that time, but... But in Los Angeles once he told uh, another devotee, Come on, let's get some nectar! Let's get the nectar! Nectar! And I said, wow! And he was like so enthusiastic, NECTAR! Okay, okay, okay. And they all ran the nectar. And the nectar was throwing out the garbage. <laughs> Nectar. 
So yes, when we clean Krishna's temple, we're cleaning our heart. So when you're throwing out the garbage from the temple, you're throwing out the garbage from your heart. How many like to throw out all the garbage thoughts, anxieties, stresses, and different kinds of disturbing thoughts from the mind? Now you know the secret. <laughs> One of the secrets, a few secrets, but... Prabhupada was always saying, we do, one day Mahayashanada, it's one of our songs in the Guru Vastaka. Then the Guru is very happy, they sing Mandira Mahayashana. Mandira means the temple and Mahayashana means to clean. And Prabhupada said, when you're cleaning the temple, then your heart is clean. There's a pastime in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Gundicha Mahayashana. Well, Lord Chaitanya cleans the temple of Gundichan, Jagannath Puri, said at the end the temple was so clean as it was as clean as Lord Chaitanya's heart. And probably is like, a, I don't know, must be four or six, six page purport on how this like, cleansing process is an analogy of how we have to clean our heart. So when we may see this as some ordinary work and cleaning the temple, you know, even or you can do like you need we need that somebody eventually this bulb has to be changed and some very nimble person on the top of a ladder or someone with <coughs> very long legs who had to change that bulb. And sometimes there's electrical things that have to it looks like but this is not our temple, but it appears that somebody threw some rocks on the window there and it needs to be electrically repaired, so that requires some kind of a carpenter person to repair windows and doors and things like that. So there's all, so many different kinds of works that people can do. Even answering phones, writing letters, computer. Some people go to a temple and say, what's your service? Oh, I make the website for the temple. That's not a new service <laughs> to make a website. And now that they have some special kind of programs to upload pictures and text to their website without too much uh, technical skills, blogging or something they call it. And, uh, and someone showed me that. Swan Temple President, every day he go adds new paragraphs, things that are happening. Latest, how about the press news? It's just like always up to date. We try to keep an eye on some websites and the devotees try to keep them up to date. Sometimes there are technical difficulties. The webmaster is taking a final exam or something. But she does pretty good usually. So, the number of services is almost unlimited. We may think that this is some ordinary service, but actually in a higher level it's mystically connected to Krishna. Even a little service to Krishna's devotee.
Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.